Hello and welcome to the Pulsation podcast coming from the New Wolsey Theatre as part of Pulse 18 Festival. My name is Dave and I've been speaking to some of the acts who showcase their work here in Suffolk over the week. In this podcast, I speak with Isley Lynn, the writer of Skin a Cat, which was just about to start in the main theatre. Isley was both warm and frank about her work, and we discussed the various difficulties involved in getting a written play turned into a show. We spoke about writing for actors, uh, vaginas and Tottenham. There's a fair amount of bad language and chat about vaginas, so if that makes you feel uncomfortable, then it's probably best you try another podcast. If you're still up for a listen, though, then here we go. Hello, Isley Lynn from Arrive, Hi. who is here at the New Wolsey Theatre on the Sunday, which is free day, mm. freedom, mm. to pay what you want, and your show to Skin a Cat. Oh, Skin a Cat. Skin a Cat. Mm. Don't make it any longer no. than it has to be. So you're just about to perform it in about half an hour, I suppose. Yeah. So I mean, cut. I won't be performing it. I'm uh, there's three actors. Oh, okay. I'm just so, the writer. And you're, you've written it then. Okay, yes. brilliant. That's that's even better. So, uh, would you tell us a little bit about what the play's about? Sure. Um, it's about my vagina Great. and um, how I have always had trouble with it, um, and how my sex life never matched up to what I was seeing on TV and in books and everything yeah. else when sort of young teenagers were losing their virginity and stuff like that. I was always watching these programs going, oh, fuck, why can't it be like that for me? <laughs> so yeah, it's about that. So how long did it take you to write this piece? Uh, I wrote the first scene fucking years ago. Not quite a decade ago now, but almost. And then I think I got a bit scared. I don't think I didn't feel scared at the time. But looking back on it now, I think I was scared of finishing it. So then it sat in a drawer for about a year and a half. And then I scratched that first that first scene hmm. at a, uh, a night that doesn't exist anymore. It's, it was called Tell Tales, I think, with the idea that basically if that went well and I, if I was inspired to write the rest of the play, that I would. And I did. And then the rest of the play took about three months to write. That was all six years ago or something. Okay. Uh, I sent it out to every theatre ever. They all said no. And then it sat in a drawer for another two and a half years. Right. It got a reading. It got a bit of scratch again. And then eventually the director who has taken it on, Blythe Stewart, who is a god, she was the first person to see it for what it was and see it for what it could be as well and not okay. to be afraid of it. So I said, oh my God, please take it. You can have it. You're the only person who gets it. And and then we went to, we took it to Vault Festival two years ago. And then to bunk, we opened the Bunker Theatre, which is a new space in London Bridge. And yep. uh, now we're here. This wow. is the first date of our UK regional tour. Oh, fantastic. So mm-hmm. have you got other dates for the tour? Yes. So oh, we're going to Offbeat in Oxford, that festival. We're going to Brainchild Festival. We're going to Edinburgh Festival for the Fringe, for the duration of the Fringe. Yes, very exciting. And we are also going to be in Wolverhampton for two nights as part of the Spring Tour, which is where the lead actor is from and where the play is partly set because of that. 
Okay. And where are you based? Have you, has it been a, a local thing or is it a national? Have you got people, actors from sort of all over the place? Well, we've got two casts, actually. We had, we had a cast and then we've got a new cast for this leg. Um, <clears throat> two of them have been replaced. Uh, replaced sounds really much more savage <laughs> than it is. We really just expanded the family. The cast are all from all over. I live in Tottenham, North London. Know it well. You'd know well, really? Yeah, I was there a couple of weeks ago. I know I was there last week for my wife's birthday. We went to five miles. Happy birthday. Yeah. Cool. It's nice. It's all right. It's good. Yeah, I I think a lot of people are quite afraid of it. Yeah, Um, no, you shouldn't. But I've been living there a few years. Never fear Tottenham. It's a lovely place. (laughs) But I, yeah, I live in Tottenham and I was born in the States. Okay. So, yeah, uh, the show's about (laughs) your vagina. How have you found, how autobiographical is it? Um, when you're giving it to other actors, there's obviously, there's not three of your vaginas and there's more actors. So how does that work? <laughs> oh, so, so one of them plays the clitoris and one of them... No, 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 <laughs> oh, that would have been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Giant set, lasers. Very different uh, play, I think. No, so uh, I've got one person playing essentially me and it's it's very autobiographical, but not all of it happened the way it happens yeah. on the stage. And then I've got one man playing all the men and one woman playing all the women. Okay. Um, and it's so, so much fun. It's just so, so much fun. What's been nice actually having the two teams work on it is to see that actually it is always fun. And it's it's the magic is in the play rather than this one-off iteration. So it's really yeah. validating to have it be just as funny so the second time around. With such a slow-burning sort of process of creating mm. it, um, do you still find yourself tweaking bits as it goes along? Do you still find yourself evolving it for the next run and making yes. edits and sort of script changes and stuff? Yeah, the other you day allow I... yourself to... Yeah, for sure. So a couple of weeks ago I made an edit that I should have made right at the beginning that was just, you know wanky writer stuff and was not true to the character or the situation so I'm still making those edits they are fewer now yeah which is again heartening but also what I like to do is just to make sure that it the play fits in the mouths and the bodies of the performers so mm. they are also creative people that I want to tap into and they always make it better and better so yeah. um, there have been just a few tweaks to reflect what they've brought to it which is really fun and exciting like there's one there's one reference that we've changed because he could just do he could do a really great accent so we've changed okay. just one of the lines to reflect that. Yeah, it's always it's always evolving and it will keep evolving I'm sure throughout its life and its um, run and Yeah. So you're going to Edinburgh how long are you there for? The whole thing. The whole thing. Not me though cuz that's mad and I don't know how <laughs> performers do it. Right. Um I'm not going to be there for all of it. Um but they are. So Wow, whereabouts is that in uh, what? We're in assembly rooms in Newtown, um, okay. in a really lovely space, actually. And we're really excited to be there at 4.10 or 4.15, I think, about that time. Okay. Uh, please, please come. <laughs> I, I may us... well do. I think I'm going to Edinburgh for a bit. Oh, yeah, great. Yeah, Good. Yeah, yeah. About um, what point in the month? No idea yet. Later. <laughs> later. Good. I'm going to be there the last yeah, weekend. Yeah, we're so... going to be there. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Great. Yeah, good, good, good. <laughs> Go out on a Raz in yeah. Edinburgh. Got some Apparently there's a seat. mad party at the very end of it that I've never experienced. No, I've never been there. Where, uh, do, you, do you have uh, lots of projects on at once? Do you juggle sort of multiple productions and writing? Are you a constant writer of new things? Yes. How do you find juggling that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, how do I find juggling that? I find it necessary, otherwise I wouldn't have money to eat. Yeah. And... 
the things that I'm so the things I'm juggling at the minute are I've got to write two kids plays I've got to hand them in tomorrow <laughs> uh, and I've got a commission for a reading that I've got to complete I'm doing an R&D scene that I have to prep for for a devised piece and I've also potentially got a new commission in and if it comes in I'll have about a month to write a new play uh, and at the same time I'm teaching and marking yep. students work wow. um, yeah, so, yeah. Mm. yeah, you don't need to sleep. Sleep's overrated. I prioritize sleep, food, and work, and okay. I don't. So I don't drink, do drugs, or smoke. I'm completely boring on all other fronts. Yeah, um, just write. I'm just a writer. I'm just such a writer. Mark, Mark uh, ticks and stuff. Yeah. Cool. And immediate plans. So, well, as you've just said, what your immediate plans are? <laughs> lots and lots of work and marking. Yeah, um, I think that the dirty secret, or it's not so secret now, um, is that writers don't make money from writing. Oh, that's all creative industries. That's what exactly. I would yeah. quite happily put on record. Everyone has a job and yeah. <laughs> like you do it in the spare times and the gaps and you sort of, sometimes you get, like you can do part-time. I worked with mm-hmm. uh, disabled kids for years. Just, oh, yeah. um, and it was it was great because they, the, the, the time that I was doing it, it wasn't you couldn't do it permanently you had to yeah, like give everyone yeah. space and sort yeah. of sort of pull back and so there was lots of time to be creative so that sounds you great don't have a lot of money but <laughs> you no. do have a lot of time which well, is more do. valuable than money in my eyes yeah i think it can i think Especially obviously there creative are like work yeah i think there are like poverty lines to consider and i think there's a lot oh, yeah. that's fucked with the creative industries in terms of how work is valued and how currency yeah, like literal currency of of artists. Well, especially work. in London, when you've got yes. like this so-called real world upping the prices, and mm. yeah, it is, was very difficult when I was in London. Arts have gone away where there are less opportunities for people with less money to mm. want to get into it, just because life has become more expensive than yeah being able to d- do essentially pointless work. Oh, totally. And, and <laughs> lots of invisible work. Art lots of is, is like the, the doing something that you don't actually have to do to survive. And that's, I think that's a... True. And that's a useful way to think about it, I think. Yeah. Because it's difficult to negotiate the fact that it is essentially pay to play with yeah. the artistic industries. Yeah. Um, I don't know how we're going to fix that. It seems like an unfixable thing because also you've got to allow people to do unpaid work and free work if they want to and it's really hard I think to identify when it's genuinely a choice or when it's a non-choice actually when there's just industry pressure to work for free yes Um, well I think I mean the way we've always or the way I've always judged it is um do they run their own bar if so Give us some money, yeah. <laughs> basically. Yeah, that's a really good measure. Like, that's a really fucking good measure. How do you make actually. the like, or or are you European? Have you got a really nice European art <laughs> like, <laughs> fund uh, available? Mm. And can I come and live with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My nice European friends who I love. <laughs> goodbye, <laughs> goodbye. Yeah. Um. So you said you had a story that you could tell us. <laughs> <laughs> is I that did. a real thing? Uh, this is a real story. Yeah, yeah. No, um, so, because this is for artists, I thought it was just, um, or people interested in how this play came to be or yeah. how plays come to be, all that sort of stuff. I mentioned already that we did a scratch of the first scene 
years and years and years ago. And as part of that scratch, they got all the people who were scratching on that night to come together like two weeks in advance and share what they'd been working on, which is quite unusual in my experience for scratch nights. Normally you just rock up on the day and like do your fucking thing and leave. This had a really nice communal aspect. And then after each like in progress sharing, the rest of the artists would feed back and share and everything else. And the first scene of this went so well that it like overran our slot because people were laughing so much and we had right. to pause and the actors were like, oh shit, I've got to like recalibrate. Yeah. And then afterwards the, the feedback was really positive and we were sort of just going around this big circle. And then some guy had put up his hand to say something. And he said, what is it about? And the scene is about a nine-year-old getting her period really right. early and her mother not knowing what to do. So everyone laughed. And I said, oh, I'll tell you when you're older. Now, this guy was much older than me. <laughs> and he sort of chuckled. But then he said, but no, really, I, I think you should consider the fact that half of your audience is going to be men. And you do need to cater for them too. And there was this weird little, like, really? uh. And at the time, do I was I? just like, uh... Uh, yeah, no, you're right. I guess, yeah, okay. Well, maybe I, mm, all right, maybe I should put something in there like that, um, which I deeply regret now. And I've never seen the guy again. And thankfully, also going around the circle after him, mm. all of the men said, um, I don't, don't agree with that, really but what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it was just the first, it was the first example in a, in a sort of stream of examples with this play in particular that have taught me the very valuable lesson of interpreting someone's feedback and knowing that feedback is often more common on the person giving it yes. than the thing they've just seen. Yeah. And that feedback is actually a mirror to themselves. And that has sort of borne out with this, like, this play that has a lot of sex on stage and has a lot of frank description. And it's the audience response has been absolutely incredible. And the last... The last performance I had was two years ago. I still get emails from people who've picked up the book and said, I just had to get in touch because blah, 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 blah. So obviously I'm doing the right thing, but I think if I hadn't learned the lesson of interpreting people's feedback, yeah. I would have much earlier gone, oh no, maybe I should have less sex on stage or fewer yeah. characters. and Compromised. Yeah, I should have. I, I might have compromised, but actually what I was able to do, thank fuck I was able to say oh okay well if you think that it should be something else then it's just because this isn't the play for you to work on yeah rather than the play itself is the problem that's a really good point yeah and thanks good point well made <laughs> thanks well um, thank you Riley I'm going to let you get off because um, it is the uh, it's just about to happen it's so in about soon. 20 minutes so oh, Christ yeah thank yeah. you so much it's been a real pleasure chatting yeah wonderful I'm going to press stop Thank you.